All right, let's give you a solid 15 seconds of silence. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Friends, my enemies, my my people that I don't really know, you're listening to a fan cast about Disney properties, about Marvel properties, about Star Wars properties. Before we get started, I want you to smash that like button, subscribe, blah, 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 do it now, do it now. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. What's going on? This isn't that. This is not a, a high energy fan cast. We're not. This is what is this? The right can't read where we talk about weird things that the right wing has done to otherwise fun things i've based my entire identity around ip what am i to do while i get my life together i am joined by robert sharkey and rachel sinkowski how about you introduce yourselves while i i power through this existential crisis hello my name is robert sharkey and the only disney property i'm a fan of is the gay and trans agenda to turn your kids gay and trans (laughs) That shit's rad. Not a big Star Wars person. And my name is Rachel Sinkowski. Thank you for saying it correctly, Aaron. I appreciate that. Should I have said Sinkowski? You know, that, yeah, yeah, more typical. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think is how it's usually pronounced. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so thanks for joining. Um, you know, usually on this podcast, we 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 have we go through a very shall we say, sober approach to very difficult topics with hours upon hours of research and thorough writing and, uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of work. Today, we're not doing that. Today, in, uh, in honor of our topic, we're going to be talking loosey-goosey, floating around, you know, having fun. And we're going to be talking about conspiracy theories and how, how it's all ruined now. And you can no longer lizard have fun. People, lizard ah, people. that means you're an anti-Semite. And <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I I don't know. Like I when I when I was growing up, I, I had a couple of points where I started getting into conspiracy theories as like an form of entertainment. Uh one of them is somehow I got introduced to Ive, uh the 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 chor- the Discordians oh, of the app. No. <laughs> no, the, the Discordians were like this countercultural movement in the 60s that was just basically like a satire of organized religion. Uh, you, When you started reading the book, you were immediately declared Pope. <laughs> and <laughs> some of the, the tenets of the Church of Discordia were like, uh, you had to eat hot dogs on a Friday in order to, thir- to alienate the three Abrahamic religions. <laughs> And they, they pulled in a lot of just kind of touch points about like ley lines and that bullshit. And so I just went off and started enjoying that little space. And then the other kind of component of my introduction to this is uh, my mom's boyfriend is insane and has a, a lot of 
thoughts about the uh, the the Kennedy assassination and Marilyn Monroe. Oh, you're gonna hear a lot of thoughts about the Kennedy assassination <laughs> today. <laughs> so that uh, that was my intro. How about you two? Like, do you what are do you have fun memories about conspiracy theories? Um, I was actually racking my brain for a while trying to think about this, and I don't think that there was anything that I specifically focused on growing up or I thought was like super interesting um but and I know this is gonna sound kind of lame but like I've been um recently getting into like the royal family and so the princess diana conspiracy theories were oh, yeah. pretty fun to go down a rabbit hole um you know lots of those I'm always, I'm always really torn because the queen killed her but that's also awesome fuck the royal family so like, what do you <laughs> right. do with that yeah. information yeah it you're you're thrown into a a place of stasis because who do you root for do i have to like the queen now yeah well the good thing about the queen is she will never die she cannot die she she siphons a little bit of energy from every british subject <laughs> yeah it's like an avatar when they're all putting their shoulder their hands on their shoulders and all the energy is going towards the queen yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it is <laughs> this is that's how she sustains herself it's like avatar <laughs> it's like the god emperor and warty warhammer 40k it's it's all of this just rolled into one woman and her corgis until <laughs> Boris Johnson finds her phylactery and destroys it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and becomes the queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, when I was just becoming a human, like around 14, um, I was living in Hawaii. And Hawaii is full of insane people. Um, it's a beautiful place. You only move there if you're out of your mind. And um, <laughs> you can live there and not be out of your mind. You only move there if you're out of your mind. Um, so I went to this beach every week, like all the time. And I sat and learned to play dominoes from this really old guy. And we were, yeah, it was great. Anytime I played dominoes, he was really good at dominoes. He was like a tournament level dominoes player. He was also insane because he'd moved to Hawaii. <laughs> and, uh, and so we played dominoes and he'd like tell me about the Anunnaki and how the moon is hollow. And Oh, you had a hollow moon guy. Yeah, hollow moon guy. Oh and, man. Um, basically, like if you know the rapper Immortal Technique, that was his like Messiah. <laughs> and it was just awesome. I had just found out that like politics existed and I could be a person. And it was like, hell yeah, Jet Fuel cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I, like then I reached the age of reason, which was like 14 and a half. Um, oh, that's good for you. A lot of people yeah. I know didn't. They're still not in the age of reason. <laughs> yeah, just skipped right over that part. <laughs> yeah, they just let they hit the point where you're learning about Anunnaki, and then just go, "Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense." <laughs> the moon yeah, is I, hollow. I, I had a guy. So when I was in uh, rural Tennessee, uh, it may shock you to know that there were not a lot of Jews there, and indeed, <laughs> the closest synagogue was an hour away. So in order to get to Hebrew school, I had to schlep. The traditional way to get to Hebrew school. <laughs> exactly. You have to schlep. And uh, I feel like a lot, of, you know, there, there's this horrible uh, propensity right now of Orthodox Jews going full like Trumpist. And I feel like that's possibly because they had never had to schlep to, to Hebrew school. If they had had to schlep, they would have true class consciousness. <laughs> but 
in order to schlep there, um, my parents paid a local independent cab driver to take me from our town to the synagogue <laughs> every week. So this guy was a messianic Jew. This it was just coincidence that they that they, we found this guy, and he was a, a strange man. He was a big conspiracy theorist. He never told me like specifics, but it was things like you know what you're you're doing this wrong. You know that you can't keep to such a tight schedule. If you keep to such a tight schedule, your enemies will have the means to find you. So you have to be more <laughs> random. And so every week for about a year, maybe like eight months, I would get these kind of weird talks with this dude. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember a lot of them, but I am sure this is one of the formative things that has made me to what I am today. Yeah, it sounds like you had a big impact <laughs> in your life. <laughs> I feel like I made a lot of these jokes when we were traveling. It's the reasons why you now, like, when you're walking around the city, you take different paths every day. You don't do the same street. No, it confuses my dog, but I explain to him in detail. Barry. Barry, this is why we do this. And he looks up at me. I'm like, I know you can understand me, dude. And you are, that's why you're a Messianic Jew, right? That's why I'm a Messianic Jew. You're an undercover Um, Southern Baptist. (laughs) <laughs> oh god i feel like that that should be on the chart that we're going to talk about um oh my god yes christian identity uh, should absolutely be on the chart yeah um so before we get into the chart i feel like there is the reason we're talking about this is it used to be fun to look into these things to look at these things and like treat them as entertainment and that now I, th- I think starting with the tea party in particular it became impossible to do that uh and i i remember um one of the things that was turning this whole conspiracy theory thing in in from oh look at this this is strange let's look into the mind of this madman and I would like to talk about Time Cube at one point. We should talk about Time Cube. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I know, I think I've told you about Time Cube, Rachel. You, you, you rightfully have stricken it from your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I feel like one of the things that, that started this whole thing into a dark path was the movie Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Did, did, Zeitgeist and Loose Change, two things. Do you, were you, were you humans at the time that these things rolled out? Absolutely not. Okay. I don't think so. When I was learning about the Anunnaki in like 2010, (laughs) I was 14. So (laughs) that's a good point. Oh my God. I am realized now I just remember how young you are. Um, So (laughs) yeah, I'm going to tell you about what conspiracy theories went really bad for me. It was in college, but please continue. (laughs) Uh, so Zeitgeist came out around the time I was in college, I think. So it was like 2005-ish. Uh, but Loose Change was also coming out at the same time. And Loose Change was a 9-11 thing. And that's where the jet fuel can't melt steel themes comes from. Got it. And at the time it came out, I knew a bunch of engineering students at the University of Tennessee. And one of the unofficial rules about reality indeed a law about reality, is engineers think that they are the smartest people in the room at all times. Yes. <laughs> and if they see a fact, and the fact is presented in such a way that is like, oh, most people don't know this, but you are getting secret knowledge. They latch onto it. And <clears throat> Loose Change was a documentary, quotes, that was kind of like manufactured for that mindset. 
it presented a lot of things that they claimed had no explanation if 9-11 happened the way that it did and would only be the case if, excuse me, uh, if it was an inside job. Among them was like jet fuels can't you know, melt steel beams, like cell phones from planes, all that shit. <clears throat> and then side by side with this was the movie Zeitgeist, which is uh, a tactic. Now it, it was using a tactic that you see a lot now, especially with like Ben Shapiro or Tucker Carlson, where it's like we're just presenting an idea that might happen, might be possible. We're not commenting on it, but it, it could be it could be possible. We're going to devote a lot of time to this, and I think that, that you might find that it's true. And this was really went into like the new age conspiracy theory shit about Anunnaki, ley lines, borderline Mandela effect stuff. So all of these things started hitting around 2005. And I started seeing people that I would otherwise respect go like, yeah, this makes some good points. But even then, I did not know because even then I was like, ah, flat earthers, those are those guys are weird. <laughs> Let's look at this this weird hour-long documentary on YouTube about this. <laughs> yeah, that they're great <laughs> flat earther documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Shit's awesome. And uh Shark, have you ever do you know? I don't know if it's still around. The there was a YouTube channel called Extra Credits. Yes. Okay. Can you describe extra credits? Oh god, I have not seen it in a long time. That's I remember fine. it was like something <laughs> I watched like late high school, early college years ago. So that's that is as far as we will go. I was high, <laughs> I was high the whole time, but I remember liking the YouTube channel extra credits. <laughs> so, so extra credits was this I think it just started out as video games and then moved into like they tried to do like a series they try now I think to do a series about history and all this shit but they've got like a specific aesthetic where it's like kind of stick figures they're all drawn the same the narrator has a has a quick speaking voice that's modulated a little bit so there was another uh channel out there that was called I think spirit science good Neither of you know. You're good. That means you you have chosen the right paths in life. No, are they the one that have the Atlantis documentary? Yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) Atlantis. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Well, it goes. No, no, no. It goes beyond. Take it back. Take it back. Oh, (laughs) it's so good. It's the most deranged thing on the internet. Tell us about it. Um. So it's like they have an incredible aesthetic. Just well, it's ripped off from extra credits. Yeah. Like, but, they, they just did that. Yeah, go ahead. But they have a lot more trippy shit in their videos, if I remember yeah. correctly. I've also been uh, super high watching these, too. So your mileage may vary on what I have to tell you. <laughs> but it's just, like, it starts as an almost, like, a normal thing. And if you yeah. stick and watch, it just gets, like, slowly more deranged. There's, there's like, here's this fact about the world. Atlantis question mark and then you're like nine or ten minutes into a video and they're like and that is why the Jews invented ice cream to take down America yeah <laughs> well it, it that's that's the broad arc it also goes into ley lines uh like time tra- Jews specifically are mentioned as <laughs> what like we came from Mars I think because the devil was trying to do a science experiment on Mars, but we were there was we were either too masculine or too feminine, and it was the polar op. And so then we were cast alpha into Earth. And the reason they know all of this is because of the Book of Thoth. Thoth. and the documentary Doom Eternal. 
Yes, in the documentary, interactive documentary, Doom Eternal. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's there's a lot of these little parallels with like Zeitgeist and a bunch of New Age shit. And one of my favorite things that I'm sure you've run into, uh, Rachel, as you also live in Redacted along with me, uh, Aleister Crowley and the effect that Aleister Crowley has and the occult has had on <laughs> just everything in Redacted with its yes. new age focus. Yes. Yes. Uh, My favorite thing about that culture in Redacted is um, <laughs> that like it's somehow both new wave, crystal, healy, warm and fuzzy and like... I'm going to kill this goat at the full moon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love that combo. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a weird mesh of paganry and then new age hippie bullshit. And I'm not saying, you know, paganry is any less more believable than new age hippie bullshit. I am. Okay. I, I mean, I respect <laughs> the right... I respect practitioners are doing what they can do, but I, uh, you know, I don't think Thor's really watching out for you, but you know, <laughs> do you. Um, so if I it, like do a bunch of mushrooms in the woods to praise the thunder God. Hey, then at man. least at the end of the day, I've done a bunch of, bunch of mushrooms in the woods to praise the thunder God. Sure. <laughs> Whereas if I just fill my room with quartz crystal, I have a lot of knickknacks. <laughs> When Rachel and I were hanging out at, at a bar the other day, uh, there were druids at the table next to us, and they yes. seemed like very lovely people. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. living in Redacted is that, like, that is why I like living here, is because, like, you could just, you know, be sitting next to your friendly group of druids, and I appreciate the diversity in this city. <laughs> sure, every druid at that table was pasty pale white. But there were <laughs> druids, and they weren't all Southern Baptists. Redacted has an incredibly wide array of white people. <laughs> really all, all of the white people live there. Like, well, there's one model of every white people. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, Rachel, and your your so you you're not originally from Redacted, but being here now. What is what have been your kind of run-ins with these kind of occultist new wave age stuff? Have you run into anything that's fun that's made you think, huh? <laughs> uh, like, I don't think uh, that's a good question. There's okay, off the top of my head, there's one bar downtown that's like super. Like there's coffins everywhere. There's like it's really black, like really what? low lighting. What bar? Oh gosh! What was Wait, are called? you thinking of the bar that used to be called Lovecraft? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Inner East Side. Love thing. that bar. I've never been there. It was I, good. I, I went out with a weeb for a little while, and she kept trying to get me to go to their <laughs> anime night. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, definitely a better group of like a better crowd than the other bars in the city. Um, I, I disagree, but okay. Well, okay, maybe the Black ones water. I've been to. Black water's yeah, okay, good shit. that's fair. You go to better bars than I do, <laughs> <Yeah>. so that's <laughs> definitive. <laughs> uh, um, I, don't, I mean, there's nothing I can think of that's like, oh, that's like new, or you know, like okay, good for you know, like just seeing people live their lives, and I'm just like, hmm, you know, makes you think, but nothing specific off the top of my head. Yeah, 
I, I the thing that always that I've run into is it's never like right off the bat, but as you talk to people more, they maybe start, that's like, why I don't talk to people. Ah, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's smart. Good, idea. Good leftist move right there. Never talk to people. <laughs> you don't want to do that. They they're not ideolo- ideologically pure. So they should not be talked to. Uh, they, 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 it always like worms its way into conversation. We're like, oh yeah, you know, you mentioned, oh yeah, I had a headache the other night. Like, oh, I always carry quartz with me. <laughs> and they see how you react. <laughs> but I, yeah, I've had uh, lots of conversations about microwaves uh, affecting the molecular makeup of water. Wow. Uh, thinking negative thoughts impacting the, the molecular makeup of water water as in like what kind like water. where just w- water tap water if you get glass of tap water and you shout hitler at it it oh, changes so, uh, the water it. you see mm, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it makes it feel bad okay so <laughs> then does that line of thinking plants. work in the opposite way yeah it does Oh, okay. So well, fine. Yeah. if you talk nice to water or plants, it it's better. But if you talk mean to water or plants, they feel bad. You know what? I kind of believe that about the plant thing. Not maybe talking, but like I've heard things about like playing music in in room with the, like your house plants versus like you know people have done studies and they like react <laughs> in some way. I'm just like. Mm. Gotta be careful with those studies. That's what they, yeah. that's what they say about the water microwave thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm reading from the same study. I just didn't get far enough down. <laughs> you didn't get the little <laughs> shouting Hitler at water yet. Yeah, that's yeah. that's chapter three in the study. And then <laughs> my favorite thing about those people is if you ask like three follow-up questions, you realize this is someone who cannot do math, <laughs> who has a lot of opinions on quantum physics. No, like yeah. immediately. I is, yeah. Like so, after grad school, I decided to start like reading shit about quantum physics, and uh, yeah, it's it like yeah, yeah, I, I kind of understand what the theory of relativity means now. And like, I was talking to a friend about that, and <laughs> you could see his brain break when we when I was there was this, there was this experiment to like look at uh, two clocks. One was stationary on Earth, and then one was on a plane. And the one on the plane what had like a different end time than the one that was stationary on Earth. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, because you're moving faster. So that's relative, special relativity. And seeing the, the brain break at that is fun. And it makes sense why people think, oh, quantum physics, it's everything. And it's, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. nope. Yeah. It's, at uh, my college, we had to work through all of the early papers on relativity and quantum physics. So you had like all the Einstein, yeah. you had the Bohr, you had um, Heidegger, not Heidegger, oh my God, Heisenberg. Um, you had Heisenberg and um, Cat, the cat guy, mm, Schrodinger, cat guy. Schre- yeah, 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 you had Schrodinger, some Schrodinger, right. and um, not a cat guy, like you read all of them, but I'm not like a vector calc no. person. So I just know enough about all this stuff now to know when someone is absolutely full of shit, yeah. but not enough to tell them why, yeah. which is just like a maddening <laughs> Greek underworld torment for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was playing the the interactive documentary Hades the other day, 
and I, I think I saw you there in Erebus. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel realizing that she is on this podcast with a couple of giant nerds. <laughs> I'm gonna go Google what an inter- interactive documentary is after this. <laughs> the interactive documentaries: Hades, Doom Eternal, Assassin, Halo, uh, Halo the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting a picture. <laughs> uh, so much like time, which is a conspiracy. It is. What's this? Show? Oh, yes. So <laughs> one of the things that I was that, you know, kind of thinking about as it was like talking to Shark and being like, you know, well, we should probably do another episode, but I don't want to write anything right now. Uh, there is a chart done by a far-right researcher named Abby Richards, who focuses a lot on TikTok stuff. And God help her for doing that, because that sounds like my own kind of karmic punishment slash Greek punishment. I would say that about Judaism, but we don't really do afterlife stuff. Uh, she creates... Life is the punishment. <laughs> Life is the punishment, exactly. Like There are little bits of, of enjoyment, and that's called Shabbos. And everything else is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) For one day, you can rest. Anyway, (laughs) Abby Richards made this conspiracy chart, which it turns out has its own website called conspiracychart.com. And at the bottom of it, it's arranged as a reverse pyramid. You have things that are grounded in reality. Then you cross into the speculation line, and then you are leaving reality. After that, you go into full reality denial, and then you hit the anti-Semitic point of no return. And this has been floating around a lot over the years. And uh, I spend some time looking through this and thinking, oh, I know what a lot of this stuff is, because Shark is nodding, because we are both the same kind of broken human being. (laughs) And uh, I, I posted this on Instagram a while ago, and one of my friends uh, replied with, whoa, 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 you trying to tell me aliens are anti-Semitic? I was like, no, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, my friend, yes. but no, not inherently. <laughs> so at the bottom is is kind of like the, the grounded in realities, things that actually happened. And my idea is, you know, maybe we could go through this and kind of talk about things that stand out to us, and then we can fill in each other's gaps. For example... I see Free Britney on here. I have no idea what that is. Rachel, I feel like you know what that is. I do. Oh, my Excellent. gosh. So please yeah. tell me what this is. So, um, okay. Let me, like, d- dive into the annals of my brain. Um, <laughs> it is objectively the most evil of all of the things on the bottom. Yeah, right? honestly. Yeah. So, you know, Britney Spears got her start as a really young woman um, in being a celebrity. And she was just, like, skyrocketed to fame. And at some point, like I'm not remembering details, but at some point, um, she was starting to be like extremely overwhelmed with the popularity and like her celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. And she was being, you know, the way that media is like trying to be forced into this small box of what she's supposed to be. Um, and eventually she had a mental breakdown. Um, and then she was deemed uh like not able to be responsible over herself or her finances. So she had a, her dad become her conservator. And 
from there, she kind of disappeared from public life, from the spotlight. She didn't have control of her own money. She didn't have control over her own, um, like what she wanted to do with her body. Like it basically prevented her from having another kid if she wanted to, um, you know, every facet of her life was controlled and people didn't really know where she had gone for a long time. Um, her, you know, her Instagram was like very, I don't want to say basic, but it was very controlled and you could tell that it wasn't really coming from her. And so eventually her fans started kind of picking up on little clues that she would leave in her Instagram and like her social media. And eventually it came out that she was extremely unhappy and like she was actually very like sane, able to um, make her own decisions and, you know, be her own person essentially. Um, So the whole free Britney thing is freeing her from that conservatorship. Oh, and that happened recently, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I think it was, I don't know, time isn't real. So like in the it's past not. few years, um, you know, she's been going to court to try and remove her dad from the conservatorship. And she, I don't remember like the details of it and like what she gained control of like back. Um, but it was just like in the past two or like two years or something that that happened. So Definitely grounded in reality, I would say. Okay. Yeah. I vaguely remember stuff like this happening, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And yeah, now she's like super happy. I think she's getting married or she already is married and um, like wants to have another kid. So like the free Britney thing actually worked, (laughs) (laughs) which is nice to see. (laughs) The same thing happened to a man, one of the greatest actors of, this past generation, Amanda Bynes was also in a conservatorship. Really? And is that yeah, why she just she disappeared for a long time? Yeah, she set a fire in her neighbor's driveway, and for some <laughs> reason, they put you in a conservatorship for yeah. that. But um, yeah, <laughs> she was also afraid. Hmm. It was cool. Fuck conservatorships. Yeah. Yeah, sounds honestly. bad. Yeah, they are bad for yeah. mostly everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that whole thing sounds like a pretty good indictment about the way that we. Uh, hold people to these weird standards yeah they do like one weird thing or like one thing that's not yeah socially acceptable or you know whatever and then it's like they can take their whole life away essentially and it's like two good-looking women yeah. while like ted nugent is still running three in the <laughs> wild fucking ted nugent <laughs> or whatever the fuck a kid rock or is. hank the third <laughs> do you know who hank the third is nope. okay Shark, I feel like you would know who Hank Hank the Third. No, okay, so he's one of the one of the Hank Williams. Oh, Hank yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. So he's batshit and horrible racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are other Hank Williams who are good. Uh, Hank Junior, I think, is one of the good ones. But Hank Williams the Third is a is a bad yeah. dude. So what else sticks up to you in this? Sticks out to you in this things that actually happened. Um. All of these actually happened. They all did. It's a big thing it that is. sticks out to me. NSA mass, surveil- mass surveillance. Watergate, of, of course. course. The the depth of Watergate yeah. is something that's never talked about. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I feel like we also don't uh, we don't talk about the 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 level of wiretapping 
amongst themselves in the Nixon administration. It yes. was truly brilliant and breathtaking. Also, the people who worked on Watergate were part of the overthrow of Allende and the attempted assassination of Castro yep. and would go on to like the architects of the policy in Iraq. Yep. Like Watergate was like, it was like the smashing pumpkin of <laughs> The, the nirvana just like the beatles yeah of, of, yeah yeah of like the american intelligence moron movement. like all these fucking idiots came together to do a watergate and then they would just go their own way forever and just ruin shit like some kind of reverse midas taking their way through the entire world turning everything they touched into garbage yep. um, yeah watergate was bad <laughs> Fuck Richard Nixon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. MK Ultra happened. Yep. Can you remind me about MK Ultra? What was that again? It was just like in general. It's a not super well documented program, but it's the American intelligence apparatus working on various mind control. Yeah. Kinds oh, of right, if, the mind control. Right. There's a movie called and a book called "The The Men Who Stare at Goats" about the CIA trying to trying to like use psychic powers to create assassins that could go with their minds and god i want to work at the cia in the 60s so no, this was bad. this was i think this was happening more recently oh, yeah, i guess that. it was more recent i'm not I, I might be wrong about that i might just be conflating that with george clooney being in the movie but <laughs> uh yeah, like the opening scene of the movie, I think, is like George Clooney staring at a goat and then the goat dies. <laughs> so it was what you what you learn as you read through. I think that this this speculation line grounded in reality thing is, yeah, all right. You can see why people start going down these heart these weird paths because there is so much just insane shit that has happened at the US intelligence apparatus national level. And then you mix that yeah. with like things that actually worked for the state, like COINTELPRO. And the Naira testimony is like, it was a big one for me. Which one was that one? That was when a group called the Free Citizens of Kuwait and multiple Congress people got together to just lie hmm. and find a child to lie about the Iraqi army as a pretext to invade Kuwait. Got it. And they just like, all lied and knew they were lying and said they were lying and then made a child lie to Congress. And then Congress was like, yeah, we got to fucking kill everyone in Iraq. Every single goddamn person. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you, was, like, you can see why people like get really like too cynical to uh, what uh, they start looking at things and just think everything is bullshit. And you cannot trust a damn word, which I mean, generally you can't, but there are things that actually happen. But when you do have stuff like MK Ultra, you know, it's a lot harder to kind of make a good, good case for there being a rational line <laughs> in life to take about things. Operation Paperclip is a very fun one for me. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think that was in this chart. That one's my like the my favorite, I would say, in this little triangle piece. <laughs> We all like we all we we all stand Nazis being employed by the U.S. government. <laughs> Look, Aaron, someone was going to get all the Nazis. Someone was going to get them. We had to get them so that we we could have the rockets. Yeah, and the physics. 
they build good rockets. If he must, if he had to have the Deutsche science, the Juden physics was not working for the, uh, <laughs> the, the Staten United States. <laughs> and we needed the Nazi science, the Wissenschaft von Deutsche, because it is, it is just more pure. <laughs> the pure Aryan science of Werner von Braun has carried us to the moon. <laughs> if you have not listened to the song uh, Werner von Braun by Tom Lehrer, you really should. It's a, it's a lovely song. One of my favorite teachers in high school went to UC Santa Cruz in the 60s yeah. and was a student of Tom Lehrer oh. and said that he would sometimes play songs for the class. Oh, that's cool. Which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Slaps. Yeah. And if you if you watched yeah. the what was that show on Amazon Prime? Hunters. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a show um about a, a group of people who were going around and hunting down Nazis. Nice. Had a lot to do with Operation Paperclip. And uh nice. yeah, good flick. Mm-hmm. Or a good movie show. <laughs> So <laughs> the other one that sticks out to me yeah. on this is the FBI spied on MLK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not enough. <laughs> There's so much more they did to MLK. Yeah, but yeah, they really hated that fucking yeah. guy. Uh, Hoover was a not a good man. I think we can safely say. No. Nor was a lot of people Top. who worked for the the FBI, except for Fox Mulder. Except for Fox Mulder. Yes, so. Fox Mulder is the only good FBI <laughs> <Yes>. agent. <laughs> I too want to believe Fox. I feel like that's the greatest failing of Netflix is they never had the X Files on it. Really? They've well, they might have. They oh no, they did. They don't have it now. That's why they're losing subscribers. No, <laughs> the people want Netflix. Want X Files? Rachel, it, they also it, got rid of. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Rachel, if Netflix had X Files, you would get several accounts to watch it. I assume. When, yeah, I mean, I'm. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's move on from that failed joke. <laughs> Let's move on and cross the line into from into the speculation line. There are a few on this tier that you can dismiss right away as like hypothetical, just crazy speculation. Yep. The Denver International Airport thing is fine. I love that one so much. For people who don't know, like the Denver Denver International Airport conspiracy theory is like everything. It was like lots of things. Like it was built by the Illuminati. Or it's on ley lines to, to like focus the Illuminati's attention on the United States. It's got Anunnaki shit. If you go to the Denver International Airport, they've got like little uh, little sculptures in it, just making fun of this. Uh, I think one of them is like because there's a weird horse, uh, stallion or bronco statue. They they with glowing red eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, like oh, it's satanic. <laughs> I love it. It's great. That's like that's the purest distillation of what makes these things fun. It's like people getting creeped out by a statue and being like, Satan! (laughs) It's the devil! Yeah. And like, if you're going to pick an American airport that has a layout incomprehensible to humans, why would you pick Denver? It is clearly LAX. Yeah, no, LAX is terrible. Have you flown into LAX, Rachel? Have you had that? Once, I think. Yeah. It is clearly created for not convenient no. some other form of thing terrible <laughs> like atlanta's up there i think the saving grace for atlanta is like their tram works mm. on the airport and makes sense 
I was gonna say right now I have a thing against uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah, that airport is just always the worst. Yeah, I've spent too much time in that airport. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My pitch for the Salt Lake City Airport is you take Salt Lake City Airport and you turn it <laughs> and everything around it for about fifty miles into a park. <laughs> <laughs> a tactical nuke, <laughs> right yeah, in the middle yeah. of it, in Minecraft. <laughs> no one will miss it. No one will miss it. Yep. (laughs) Okay, Aaron, I know you said before (laughs) how you feel about aliens. So don't don't you dare use my words against me. Your feelings about Area 51. Oh, I think, I mean, Area 51 is an easy one. That's just, uh, obviously, it's where they keep the bodies of aliens. No, I think that's just like a test site for, you know, classified shit. UFOs, though, I am a, well, no, because I I think it's a, here, here I have oh, a twofold no. thing for this. First thing is there I, I hope that we are not the only sentient things in the universe because that's so fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Second is there is so much stuff out there, and our definition of life is very, very narrow. And we are basically looking for things that hit our definition of life and then a slight band outside of it. So, I mean, it makes it, who is to say that there is not another kind of life somewhere out there. I don't think that we are being visited by aliens. I think that, that we would have had actual proof of that leak out by now beyond like pilots saying, I saw a, a light and it was moving quick. Okay, so you don't believe that the government is just like hoarding this that's, information? No, that's impossible. <laughs> the, the American government is it? shit way too much at a, at a just a regular bait. We were just talking about FBI and MK Ultra, Operation Paperclip, GoIntelPo. You're telling that's me that, that that the existence what? of extraterrestrial life would not leak out immediately? I don't know. <laughs> My favorite thing about the pilot stories is that if you don't know things about fighter pilots, they, like me, love cocaine. (laughs) I have done a lot of cocaine and traveled at high speeds, but nowhere near the speeds fighter pilots go at. I'm talking slightly over 100 miles an hour. And when you're on a lot of cocaine, going very fast, you see bizarre things. Yeah. So, R- Rachel, That's you think pitch. that there is, that the the government is able, not even willing, but able to withhold information about UFOs? Well, I don't really know what I believe, to be honest, because you know, oh, so first you're, the you're government Dana was Scully just. Here. I don't know who that. What? Is I, I should have had the X Files. X Files. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Have you not seen <laughs> um, the X Files? I mean, I have seen like the first season. Oh my god! No, <laughs> you need to keep watching. There's a great baseball episode about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it for the baseball there, episode. There's yeah. a Golem episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Golem episode. Okay, I'll put it on my list for this weekend. <laughs> to start, start it. All right. Um, but anyway, so I think <laughs> that, like, you know, because the government has, like, denied, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, like, something comes out and they're like, oh, well, it's a weather balloon. 
And then yeah. nothing else again. And then just like, what was it? Like a couple of years ago, a huge report came out of all of the government, um, what was it? not files, but like just information that people have told oh. about UFOs and, um, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the, there were, there were, I think was a there was a Times article about this and it was like overshadowed by Trump doing something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I, I think there's a, I think there's a distinction between UFO, like unidentified flying object, which is just like anything that they don't have conclusive evidence of what it is. And then UFO of alien. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. You know, And I think like all of my, as I read that art, that times article a couple of times and it was just like, yeah, they just, nothing about the shouts alien. It was just probably, you know, pilots on coke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think like the weather balloon stuff, it gets tr- like weird. But if you also think about it in terms of, yeah, they were flying something that crashed and they can't say we were flying an experimental aircraft because of national security shit. They're just going to say weather balloon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's my read on that. And again, this is the speculation line. This is where it's, it's we have questions. Like, I don't believe anything the government says. So when they say that they don't have information, I'm like, I'm not going to believe you. But I also don't have any evidence the other <laughs> way. <laughs> there are two things past the speculation line that are objectively not. Well, speculation, we'll get there. Though. And I assume you mean Titanic right. never sank, but we'll 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 get there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so the, what else in this little sliver of this pyramid Pepsi didn't kill himself. You. oh no absolutely yeah, kill himself. I, I feel like that's nope. just i'm just waiting for the day for the yep. full like someone is gonna go do the best investigative reporting and i'm just gonna wait for that whole thing to come out and be like fucking told you <laughs> <laughs> and you can finally yep. ascend yep. into yep. a being of pure energy exactly yep <laughs> Uh, so for me, like the JFK assassination is a big one. The government absolutely killed JFK. I think that's what my mom's boyfriend believes. <laughs> but he also like goes into yes. this thing. He doesn't explain himself well. And in his defense, he is Egyptian Iraqi and is Jesus smart dude. He was like an engineer going back to what we were talking about earlier. But uh, he gets very uh, angry easily, but not like dangerous angry, just like like me angry. <laughs> and so he'll just go, you're crazy. You don't understand this. And then he'll just rant about like what he saw on CNN instead of the JFK assassin. Yeah. The government absolutely killed JFK with the help of the Chicago mob the and the Miami mob. <laughs> Agreed. All the mobs? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Both of those mobs <laughs> killed JFK with the help of the FBI. All right. Lee Harvey Oswald okay. was a patsy who was framed by and large. I mean, he participated, <laughs> but yeah. Spent a lot of time thinking about this one. I don't have any. <laughs> they, just, they just did it, man. <laughs> it's so fucking obvious. <laughs> they just killed JFK. <laughs> they think he fucked up the Bay of Pigs. They didn't like him. They thought he was like an effeminate East Coast pansy boy <laughs> who wasn't going to turn Russia into glass and commit homicide <laughs> on a global scale. And they just fucking put a bullet in his head. I feel like this <laughs> is sharks <laughs> UFOs. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, they absolutely did it. And any other opinion is ridiculous. 
Rachel, do you oh, agree? Fully agree. All right, we have two thirds approval. <laughs> Thus, the motion passes. And and the part I hate most is they framed Lee Harvey Oswald as a communist when he was a far right provocateur. Yeah. Well, it's all the yeah. commies. Yeah. It's what they always do, you know. They yeah. they the communists in America. If there's any group that has their shit together, it's the communists. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did an investigation on it, and people in power were like, "Here are the results we want." And the commission was like, "Funnily enough." Those are the results we got. <laughs> I feel like in another timeline, you and uh, it's not Oliver North, the, the the film director who's lost his mind, but he, he made oh, the yeah. JFK movie oh. and since then has been trading in like these, this, this weird film auteur thing where it's like he's the ultimate journalist and only he can tell truth to power through the medium of three hour movies about conspiracy theories. <laughs> Hell yeah. uh then you also got we live in a simulation on this sliver mm. and i feel like that is just tech bro every time i hear that it is from a tech bro who is super <laughs> and i i don't understand the point of this one like if you do then who cares what 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 is the point of spending time thinking about well i think that what is the point right it's like if we're living in a simulation what is the point like nothing it's just no. <laughs> yeah I can't yeah. I, I can't think of anything more simulated than you being like little bits of water stimulated by electricity to create a hallucination that allows you to navigate a space functionally. Yeah. And I mean, you're just describing Zen at this point. Like it's just yes, the yeah. universe is just experiencing itself. Get on with your day. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I don't find this like a repulsive idea. I just get whenever I talk to people when I don't do it anymore because I don't talk to them anymore, but they, they would get very defensive about this one. How would they defend it? No, they would be like, I, I would say, I don't get it. What? Who cares? And they would get very oh, defensive. Like, it. why don't you get it? And it would be like this whole thing. With all the fevered anger of someone defending exactly. cryptocurrency. Like all big cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> Without yeah. a doubt. What else do we want to talk about? Anything? I think we cut, we touched on everything except for C Charles Manson CIA. And the Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, yeah. Jimmy he, Hoffa. Charles Manson was a CIA asset. It's called Operation <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. <laughs> the 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 just bam it was. <laughs> yep. It's literally called Operation Chaos. They got a lot of Americans to become CIA assets. It's all Richard Nixon's fault. Well, actually it's Lyndon Johnson's fault, but then it's Richard Nixon's fault. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Sharkey just starts screaming, do your re research at us. <laughs> Dude, look it up, bro. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> You can't believe what the corporate media yeah. tells you, Aaron. The only I knew my, I knew my own show was voice. <laughs> yeah, gotta look at how great chaos. Got your big boy chili. <laughs> I told you this is gonna yeah. make me look crazy. I'm so sorry, Rachel. This is where we make a pivot to InfoWars part two. <laughs> 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 all right i have no opinion on that one it doesn't matter <laughs> and then the jimmy hoffa disappearance yeah who cares, who cares? <laughs> yeah Welcome. leaving reality so shark these are all awesome these are, these are the fun ones in my experience well uh yeah i think these are the fun ones i don't think anything past this is 
fun. Yeah, this is the last one where I firmly know what everything is, too. Yeah, there, it gets weird after this one. Um, cryptids is my favorite. Yeah, cryptids are fun. Yeah. I my favorite interactive documentary, uh, Disco Elysium, has a significant like it, <laughs> a good chunk of the plot may be locked away if you fail a check about cryptids. <laughs> and <laughs> for that, I love this game. Sorry, interactive documentary. <laughs> oh, I take it back. I don't know a lot about this one, but I think my favorite one is Ted Cruz is a Zodiac Killer. Just because I hate him so much. <laughs> yes. That is. <laughs> That's It's a good one. I don't know anything about it other than something people yeah. say, and I choose to Just believe. Just an internet joke that maybe has actually turned into an actual theory people have. Yeah. I also don't know anything about Avril Lavigne replaced, but I like that one. I want to believe that one. Rachel, do you, you don't have it either? Nothing. No. Okay. I, I also <laughs> haven't heard the Stevie Wonder Isn't Blind one. Um, also, <laughs> yeah, questioning, like, why are you questioning people's disabilities? Don't do that. It, Oh, is this a thing on here already? But there, there is, I know there's one floating around for a long time. It was like Paul McCartney actually. Died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that one, it strikes me as similar to Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Yeah, yeah. Tupac live in Serbia. Yeah, Sorry. that's a good one. I got a fun story about Tupac. This happened today as I was walking around redacted. I went into. You can't, you can't let the world know you did this, Aaron. <laughs> You grew up in the My 90s. brother listened to him too, which makes and like my brother would blare Tupac as we were driving around in his shitty RX nine or whatever it was. Uh so like I went into a, 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 a plaid pantry and you know I took off my my headphones. I was listening to Bolt Thrower, the best band in the world. And uh I was listening, and I was like, Oh, this is really good. And it was like it's rap. So I went up to the counter and paid and was like, Hey, who is this? And the guy behind the counter just looked at me like I was the dumbest man alive and said, Tupac. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I, I knew that. And he kind of chuckled and he knew, he knew my deceit. <laughs> oh, God. I just never had heard the Serbia part of this conspiracy. I, yeah. that, Why? It's, it's a new one. Hmm. Well, Cuba kind of makes sense. Yeah, and he's a, he was a political dissident but in a lot of ways. Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Also, like, I feel Absolutely. like Tupac would really stand out in <laughs> I've but, never been, but no, I don't I've been think adjacent there's a lot of people to Serbia, who look like Tupac. Kind of, relatively, but yeah, he would stand out. What? What? So you? you yeah. Uh, what else? Mattress firm money launderings. <laughs> yeah, I just learned about this on the other day. Apparently. Huh? Well, okay. What I learned about it is there was this like one corner in Chicago that had on each corner had a mattress firm. So it's like, there's no way <laughs> that there's that high of a demand for mattresses. Like, so yeah, I didn't really learn anything past that, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced all mattress stores are running on rooms. I've never been to one or seen anyone in one. There, so in Knoxville, there was this like little hut in a par- in the middle of a parking lot, and it was like psychic, like uh, like hand uh, like palm reading, yeah, palm reader, yeah. And it was never open, but it was it, it had been there for like 15 years, and everyone was like, "That's got to be a front." 
that's a money laundering scheme. Like there's no way that this place could be in the middle of a parking lot right next to the university. <laughs> Just grandfathered into the parking lot or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That family owned that parking lot back in the day. And by God, they still have the lease to the land. What what else we got? I think that I mean Prince Charles is a vampire. I was the whole royal family of vampires. That one doesn't go far enough. But um, well, that's why it's listed as unequivocally false because it doesn't go far enough. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Titanic never sank is one I genuinely never heard before. This never heard of the thing. What would be the point? Yeah, sorry. No, I agree. I don't know. I feel like you know James Cameron for a while was living off of that. (laughs) So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was living <laughs> off the boat there hype train. Elvis lives. I, I I don't think I knew anyone who ever believed that, but that was definitely a thing. And it's just like a classic, Tennessee. you know. Yeah, it's a classic and a, yeah. an absurd thing to think because he ate whole sandwiches <laughs> yeah. made of peanut butter and bacon. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, that's none of us. Are. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> trying to kill himself every day by eating an entire loaf of bread with peanut butter and bacon. Not only yep. bad for you, but a sin against God, which in this case, unlike when I say it, it many is. times before, is yeah. actually against the Torah. Some, someone's read their Leviticus. Which is my excuse for everything, but it says right there, no fool's <laughs> yeah that's all All i got for this one shall we cross into reality denial let's do it where it gets dangerous to yourself and others now there's a few that i haven't heard of before there's a lot okay so yeah these are the ones where i I, like when i was younger i thought it was just oh fun and now it's i I feel like over the last 10 years especially all of these have gotten really dangerous where they used to just be fun things to laugh at but which ones have you not heard of rachel Quite a few, like Tartaria. Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, that one. one I haven't heard about until recently, but that's basically it, it. It matches up with Phantom Time, Ancient Giant Trees, yeah, I don't and know that one either. a little bit of Flat Earth. So it's that general, like insane people drawing trippy things. Well, about Atlantis genre, yeah, human interaction, yeah. So, like, okay, what I could gather because I've only done a little bit of like poking around over the last week or so is like there was a globe-spanning civilization that had that existed everywhere, but is not talked about anymore for reasons, and I don't know why they refer to it as Tataria because there are there's an ethnic group called the Tatars, and they have nothing to do with this. And it's just strange. But Phantom Time is a fun one because that was floating around when I was in college and my friends and I were just laughing about it. But it's the idea that you have basically every the only time period that existed is everything after Christ, I think. So nothing happened before that. That's the beginning of the world. So Roman Empire is is fake. And then everything else is just false. So like it's a very compressed timeline. So like if you if you grew up like I did around people who believe that the world was 6,000 years old, it's even less than that. Oh, I read something about this. I am I I majored in classics and um I would just Phantom Time is a big part of classics, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, they part of the classical education. Yeah. <laughs> but I one time in like a fevered school haze ran into this thread while I was researching another thing about how all of the classical works of literature were like created by some people at Cornell in like the 40s. Yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah. Where it's like you have this cabal that has been lying to you about everything in history. The fact that, yeah, yeah, there is no, there was no Greece. So then how do you, like, (laughs) how do they explain how that, how everything is there? Like, well, it just was, <laughs> right. but it was just very quick. So I think a lot of it has been, co- I think it was in like the, the 80s where you had this thing of Russians were ha- like the Soviet, Russians were having this like existential crisis saying that the, the Soviet Union was collapsing and a few of them went insane uh, in a specific way where they were like, everything is Russia. So like Roman Empire was Russia, Greece was Russia, and it's just the West is lying about this. Russia is the mother of all civilization. Mm. So that's that. That's part of it. It, it, it again. This is kind of where it gets like dangerous and denial of basic reality is like you can use this as a justification for claiming that everyone who is not your ethnic group deserves to die because you are the real people of civilization. It's it's it bonkers shit. Uh, yeah, it's pretty correct. Yeah. Uh, and then Ancient Giant Trees follows into this. There was a man whose YouTube video I found in 2015 or so, whose YouTube video I feel really changed my life in a lot of ways. This YouTube video claimed that in, I think it was 1812, there was a massive nuclear exchange <laughs> all around yes! the world <laughs> that <laughs> leveled these gigantic silicon trees silicon trees excellent okay. silicon trees that then formed like their stumps formed the mountain ranges that we what? now have okay <laughs> i gotta get and so high and watch this, this, this video. guy's proof was you know uh what is it the devil's tower in montana yeah from i mean reality but also close encounters <laughs> of the third kind <laughs> 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 Is proof. <laughs> You're about to say that it was from the movie. <laughs> His proof is that, that that Mesa looks like a tree stump. And also a lot of things in nature, like stones, look like tree stumps. Like if you if you look at the big hexagon rock things in some areas of the world, they look like tree stumps. And it was narrated by a I think he he's Ukrainian, but a man who at this point was going through some serious shit in his life. And my hunch is like, this is a guy who saw Russia invade Crimea (laughs) or like just take over Crimea and start wrecking house in Ukraine and just lost his mind. Uh, But he changed my life because I would watch this thing. And I, 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 at one point I, I hooked my laptop up to the big TV that I had in my apartment. And I I went to my roommate. I was like, Dan, you have to watch this with me. (laughs) And Dan was like, that's my wife's least favorite phrase in the English language. (laughs) When I storm into a room being like, you have to watch this with me. It's always for some shit like what you just described. So we watched this. He made it an hour. He's like, I can't do this anymore. But like the, the as the week do, yeah, as the week do. Uh, but he would he he had this this delivery where he would be talking about how all this is incontrovertible 
evidence and he would just show a picture of devil's tower and his delivery was like gentlemen scientists why do you not <laughs> tell the truth about this <laughs> and it was just it changed my life because now anytime i hear the word scientists i think gentlemen scientists <laughs> Uh, so that's tied into Phantom Time because that exchange happened in 1812 <laughs> <laughs> and leveled all of the silicon trees that make up mountain ranges. That's awesome. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm also very into Soy Boys. Soy Boys is a fun one. As one of them. Rachel, as someone who does CrossFit, what's your opinion on Soy Boys? I actually don't know what Soy Boys are. <laughs> oh, I have a quick synopsis. Shark, tell. Um, it's the idea that like there's estrogen in foods like soy, and if you eat a lot of foods that have estrogen, you become what? a lady boy. I thought it also had something to do with basically you remember the old sketch on SNL, like Hans and Franz, just being like girly yeah. man. I thought it yeah. had something to do with like men being weakened, yeah, by the estrogen in soy, right, you girl. become <laughs> womanly, and that makes yeah. you lesser yeah. than you could be otherwise. <laughs> right which is why they would not succeed in in cross oh my god okay that's so (laughs) funny i've never heard this one but this might be my favorite (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's tied in with that whole like men aren't manly enough anymore you gotta eat cigarettes (laughs) and snort glass i'm gonna throw a punisher sticker (laughs) on the back of my truck cap yeah exactly oh Oh, yeah it's a good one yeah tofu's dope eat tofu it's fine become more like a girl <laughs> do it it'll be great do it <laughs> do it i mean essential oils do cure all illnesses <laughs> so, uh, i mean you as your character in our dune campaign can attest essential yes, oils and crystal can, can cure, cure all illnesses just picturing like a suburban and, uh, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off keep going uh, I was just going to say, as well as medicinal cockroaches. <laughs> Go ahead, Rachel. I was say, I'm just picturing like a suburban, maybe like, maybe not suburban, maybe more rural, like mom with like four kids, everything is chaos and just like essential oils will fix everything. Just yeah. rub it on your skin. You'll be fine. Oh, you have a toothache? Here's some essential yeah. oil. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> I have a specific vendetta against this one because I have an anxiety disorder. And one of the things that really helps is like a very strong smell. Mm. So I, if I'm in a stressful situation, will often bring a small bottle of essential oil because <laughs> like a lemon is soothing. <laughs> Then I'll be in a stressful situation and I'll pull out a bottle of essential oil and everyone will look at me like I'm insane. It's like, are you, are you huffing that? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, just not trying to cure your arthritis. It just smells nice. Just be reasonable and just huff a Sharpie like the rest of us, all right? One of my favorite. One of my favorites is 5G is toxic. Yeah. Because um, there, I don't know if it's still around, but there was a bookstore down on Hawthorne in Redacted that had on the, at, at like the the, the window, uh, turn off your cell phone before entering this building. We do not have Wi-Fi. <laughs> it strikes me as a very Redacted thing, yeah. a city where they uh, 
they chose not to have fluoride in their drinking water. <laughs> That's still something I have a bone to pick with this city. <laughs> it's like it's so weird. Not fluoride, but a lead level far higher than the national average. So six of one, half dozen of the other. Fluoride helps poor people because they they don't have easy access to dental care. Lead level hurts them, so we should we don't really worry about that. We got to do the lead. Yeah, we got to do the lead. Yeah. yeah, but I think there's also a thing. I don't know if it got resolved, but when I was living out like near Tabor, uh, they they refused to allow a cell phone tower in the area. Tabor is an area where there are just chickens in every yard and people with flowy dresses just walk around talking about just warbling with ukuleles and just <laughs> impressed actually that they refused to have the tower put in and it didn't get put in but like i'm surprised that they actually I, well i it might have done by now but i know it was it was a thing when i first moved into redacted <laughs> it was it like I was asking people why my cell phone garbage was, or reception was shit. We like it that way. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, there's no like cell phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't like we we don't need we don't need toxicity of radiation here. My my aunt, my aunt, another engineer who was insane, uh, <laughs> once was like, "You need to get rid of your cell phone. It's poisoning you." I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Well, it, it gives off radiation." And I go. Everything gives off radiation. What is your point? And she goes, well, no, it's bad for you. I mean, that's why it gets hot. I was like, it gets hot because the battery is being used. <laughs> it's fucking <electric. laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, when things are active, they give off heat. <laughs> and she goes, what? I was like, you're an engineer. <laughs> does she use a microwave? Oh, like, does she get x-rays? She, I, yeah, I, I don't remember. Is she... Well, now she does because she had several medical problems that hit. But yeah, it was it was a it was a thing. Meanwhile, everyone who lives near Tabor is just taking a handful of supplements, <laughs> yep. mostly made out of heavy metals. Like exactly, yeah, you need that lead supplement. <laughs> yeah. We we can't you can't have the five G giving you coronavirus as they like sprinkle mercury <laughs> on an open cut and shit like it's eighteen twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I went to the, the <laughs> oriental medicine person the other day and they just give me these these little pills <laughs> and so you just take half a half a decanter of them yeah it's it's baboon penis it's really healthy <laughs> fucking kidding me jesus Tabor. <laughs> yeah um, uh, antifa did january 6th slaps because of my personal yeah. Involvement That's a in January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Completely accurate. One hundred percent. We were there. <laughs> Do you know how that one got started? I think so. It, what was it? Zip tie guy. Do you know about that weird grifter who was doing documentaries on Black Lives Matter protest activist John? Yeah, activist John. He was also a January sixth. I remember. That's what it gets started as. Well, that was like one of the next day as people yeah. were going over the footage. They linked this dude to like tons of Black Lives Matter protests yeah. where he was like a documentary grifter. And so he was Antifa because he was at the protests and he was January 6th, which means Antifa was a January 6th. Okay. 
Right. And it just kind of spiraled from there. Rachel, I don't know if you were, yeah, I don't think you were as in deep into this stuff that, as we were, but do you remember, do you know who Activist John was? <laughs> it rings is? a bell, but I don't remember like details. Okay. Yeah, Grifter, we probably don't need to go into details about this guy. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. Um, yeah. 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 <sighs> Moon landing fake. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a classic. I I I get how it could be dangerous in the dangerous thing. I would personally put it back into the unequivocally false but harmless. Mm-hmm. But I think it I I get why. Because it has more direct links to other things than some of these things. Feral people in forests is a fun one for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I like one. that a lot. There's uh I if you've ever seen the documentary film The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Fame documentarian Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Based on the nonfiction book Eaters of the Dead by Michael Crichton. Uh, <laughs> famed climate scientist Michael Crichton. Famed climate scientist Michael Crichton. <laughs> the feral people in forest thing is something it goes back to the Middle Ages. Oh wow. Where you have like civilized society saying that there are wild men in the forests who are like these uncontrollable pagans that come and eat the children of, of civilized society. Uh, I feel like that's the, what that's talking about, but I am not. Well, my, I like this one because I like, it's one of my favorite um, things to say at a party to upset people actually. <laughs> Do tell. So there are tens of thousands of people that disappear in natural parks. Where do they go? <laughs> what happens to them? <laughs> Would you, tens of thousands of people? They just disappear? <laughs> what happens? Where do they all go? There has to be more going on. Why haven't we gotten to the bottom of them? <laughs> Whereas actually it's just that there's 68 million acres of national forest and it's yeah. one of the most traveled places in america and okay. a certain percentage of people are going to disappear it's like the bermuda triangle so that's what it is and it's not a, a a reach to medieval history of wild men in the forests and i mean i'm sure it's <laughs> the same people <laughs> i like i'm gonna have to do that uh yeah it's really i'm just kind of confused why it's in this category and not in like the unequivocally false but mostly harmless even though it's like there are i mean it's not false there probably are feral people not okay feral i was also thinking about this week like how do they define feral people yeah that's my sense is that the three of us are not as in deep into tiktok (laughs) as abby richards is you're right and i there i'm sharing an article right now that's linked to on this thing i am sure there is some more dangerous aspect of this and i just don't we just are not cognizant of it yeah i mean i think it's that but. people's mind goes to the same place that i go to whenever i scream about this incoherently <laughs> at a party <laughs> which is that um why isn't law enforcement looking into this <laughs> what's going on perhaps this whole dangerous to yourself and others thing is just like once you can latch on to these things, then it becomes a lot more, then you're like more susceptible to the kind of leaps mm-hmm. that lead you into QAnon and shit. Makes sense. That might, that might be one thing. Uh, I think it's like f- the indication of instead of lost people, but 
feral. Like the idea that once you lose access to civilization for like a week, you become a Neanderthal or something. Which I love because one of my favorite people in the world is this dude who lived in rural Maine. Like he yeah. just left. Oh, this Monday, guy. And he lived in Maine. I love this yes. guy. He's awesome. And he's like the most. Yeah. He just like fucking lived in the woods in Maine by himself. And it's like yeah. cold as shit. Man. For like 20 years. Yeah. So, Rachel, I remember talking to our, our former my former manager about this when we were all still in the office. Okay. And I was like, you got to read this book. It's this guy who just one day was like, I don't want to live in society anymore. And he just went into the woods of Maine and like lived in this little gulch, like near a few like shacks and a summer camp. And he built a shelter and he lived there for 20 years. And he was so intent on not being found that he never built a fire. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And he would just occasionally like once people left after the summer season let like just ended he would just like break into cottages and steal all their their stuff that they left wow. behind yeah and like he is the most like well spoken well mannered mm-hmm. human in the world yeah cuz one of the, it's I mean, not even close it was cool like one of the things he would steal was just books that people left behind so he just read everything that he could get his hands on and yeah it was a, it's a cool book it's like um i'll i'll send you the 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 title it's in my shelf somewhere but, it's a wild story. Yeah. But he was definitely not feral. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very like cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, a line in the book where the interviewer is talking to him and he was like, at the risk, the, the interviewer throughout the book is like, I was trying to not annoy the guy, but it was really hard to get any sort of answer out of him because he just didn't want to talk. And at one point, he's like, What lessons do you have for people? And he was like, And he went real quiet for about five minutes and then said get enough sleep <laughs> <I come. laughs> yeah and i'm like and i think that's what i was talking to our manager about i was like just a really smart dude like he just said the most important thing is to get enough sleep and he's not <laughs> wrong yeah 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 hmm. uh, yeah that that's a fun one Shall we cross over the anti-semitic point of no return well is there anything else we want to talk about i mean there's a lot of covid stuff in here yeah never heard biden is a robot <laughs> i think that's just a result of him being profoundly uncharismatic <laughs> he falls up the stairs what they really mean is yeah biden is a puppet pretending to be a real boy <laughs> the iraqi dinar scam is scam is one that i don't yeah i don't know that one either I know something about this. Yeah. What is oh, this about? Pandemic. That's one. Uh, the only note I have about that one is uh, in our little Dune tabletop group, we have there's a mutual friend who listens in on our games and uh, was <laughs> saying that the uh, musician Pitbull seemed to do nothing wrong. And and I was like, yeah, and then a quick, quick little search engine result showed up that he was a big pandemic guy. Oh, no. And I am uh, intensely yeah. anti-Castro. Yeah, very oh. anti-Castro, which is a lot of Cubans in America are uh, anti-Castro because Castro took their land. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't own slaves. Maybe um, you shouldn't own slaves. I think the Iraqi dinar stamp, if I'm remembering correctly, was when... 
we invaded Iraq, we destroyed every single thing and killed every single person. So the dinar was very low in value. So people were grifting American soldiers to buy dinar because it could only appreciate, wow. which it wasn't going to do because we were going to bomb Iraq yeah. forever. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think that harmed anybody, actually, is my huh. pitch. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> don't invade Iraq. Well, I'm sure Abby Richards will hear this and have words for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that is unequivocally false, but mostly harmless. It only hurt people who are invading Iraq, by and large. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and then we cross into the anti-Semitic point of no return. World ruled by supreme shadow elite promotes hatred and violence toward marginalized groups. These are a bummer. And this is where it really takes a turn. And I feel like a lot of a lot of these things that we've been kind of chatting and laughing about were fun up until like 2014. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I think one of the first things that started me thinking that maybe this is a bad source of entertainment was the, uh, the birther movement mm-hmm. yeah. and how that started tying into uh, the tea party and everything. And it feels like there's a direct line of evolution from birtherism to QAnon. I was in co- my first year of college was 2014. And um, we had this friend who was like an 8chan oh, internet no. gremlin. Oh, no. <laughs> and Do you know you what 8chan with... is, Rachel? I've never been on it. I've never been. Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't either. Because okay. it's where they make anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I lived with people who lived on 4chan. That was bad enough. And he was like one of these goblins and you hung out with him because he would just say like insane shit and get very heated about it. Um, but so in 2014, he was a fun guy. Okay. He'd like get really high. You'd hang out in his dorm room. He'd talk about 9-11. It was like a good time. It was like having your own Alex Jones talk <laughs> show that you could get high and watch. And throughout those four years, you got to, I like, got a personal insight on how this dude went from like 9-11 conspiracy theories and aliens, which were like kind of benign. Yeah. And like very quickly, once QAnon rose up, it all just like perfectly wrapped into that. And by the end of our senior year, this dude who was like kind of progressive, but a little insane, was like a raging anti-Semite and homophobe. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this shit is bad. Yeah. And it doesn't take long either. No. No. And I, I I feel like there's a there are several routes to this, which is what makes it real horrifying. But like one of the ones that's more familiar to those of us in Redacted is like the New Age movement and how there is this through line through that into QAnon because of all of this. Well, you can't trust X, you, thus you cannot trust Y, thus this makes sense. Yep. It's the <clears throat> crystals will heal us all. Crystals will heal us all. <laughs> and they will stop the Jews from replacing us. Thank <laughs> you. Jews famously, if you hold up a piece of quartz crystal, do the like vampires. <laughs> Which is kind of true, except there were other Jews who were doing that to me. So it I don't it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not Jews, it's just Aaron Simon if you hold up a piece of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I, it's. I mean, the one that good. 
Oh, just the one that really um, was like the dark point for this dude was, of course, Pizzagate. Pizzagate was a real turning point for a lot of people, I think. Like, yeah, it was weirdly Gamergate and then Pizzagate. But yeah, Pizzagate that's the other one I was, was like, so cracked. I was working with, uh, so I was I was on contract at Intel for a while, and I had a coworker who was moderating bits of social media right around the time that Gamergate happened. Nice, great job to have. <laughs> Very fun. Exactly, and so yeah, I, she was just inundated with this horrible shit and i'd be like sitting there muttering about commas and like trademark symbols on my computer and then i'd like take off my headphones to stretch or something and she'd be like what is wrong with these people i'd be like what oh god (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was and i don't think so you know i feel like well shark you probably have more to say about it than i do because of your horrible addiction to league of legends but <laughs> I feel like the video game, sorry, interactive documentary yeah. community has never uh, gotten past Gamergate. Absolutely. Wait, not. This is going to sound really dumb. Um, can you explain Gamergate to me? I was a little bit late on that one. Oh, Jesus. All right. So Gamergate is this. It started off, as far as my memory holds, with a video game journalist, so reviewer. Of video games who was accused of ethical missteps in working with studios and then this turned into oh this woman is sleeping with studio heads to get access or studio heads or developers to get access to video and it branched out from just focused on her to game journalism as a whole and then it turned into social just- justice warriors in video games ruining whole segments and injecting political agendas into video games. And this started attracting the attention of people like Milo Yiannopoulos and a bunch of former heads of the alt-right movement who like saw that this was garnering attention and they latched onto it and started pulling these people into the Mm alt-right. And it is bizarre to think it, but like Gamergate was the like genesis of the modern American like alt right, just like people being mad at a female video game journalist. And the whole so I remember I was like <laughs> there was a subreddit that I was a part of at the time that was like an offshoot of r slash uh, Circle Jerk, <laughs> and it was a a subreddit that existed to hate Reddit. <laughs> and so there were a lot of posts about ethics and games journalism and at that time we did not know what it would become and so we thought it was just neckbeards being neckbeards yeah. but yeah it so sharks dead on it's like this is kind of the, the horrible genesis of a lot of the shit on this segment of the pyramid like pizza gate kind of like tied into this and i saw this with my friend who was very much like he was kind of progressive but he was one of those progressive dudes who was like maybe cancel culture has gone too far and then like this happened and he was like you know there are too many girls in my video games (laughs) (laughs) which is like just a dumb shit thing to think but it's especially dumb shit to think because the interactive documentary Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the only appropriate choice of protagonist to play as is as Cassandra. She kicks ass. Yes. Also, like, <laughs> Laura Croft was a big yeah. part of my childhood. 
I never played those because I, I was always on Nintendo. And you were playing in a time when you had to do it in arcade on a stone tablet. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Really that's like, nailed it. Yeah, it was like the Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong arcade thing was revolutionary. <laughs> like seeing an ape destroy things in real time. <laughs> in reality. In reality? Not like that mountain in Montana from yeah. Close Encounters. <laughs> exactly. I remember when Ocarina, when I was playing Ocarina of Time and Shake was revealed as Zelda, I cast down my N64 controller and shouted to the heavens saying, who is injecting females in my video game? Oh, God, it's a real bummer that such a stupid concern is going to kill everybody. Yeah. Like, in a real way. <laughs> I feel like that, that's also one of these things that sets me off a lot whenever I see it online is, like, referring to women as female. Yep. And you see it a lot, like, on left Twitter. Maybe not a lot, but you see it enough, like, with people saying female identifying or something. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I see it everywhere. Yeah, I feel like that should be that. That again, not to not. Uh, we talked about this a long time ago in one of our our first podcasts. But my my leftist pronouns are uh, Star Trek socialist. <laughs> where if yeah. if you're not working to create the world of Star Trek, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> and I think to that touch point, like if you're not if 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 you say if you're thinking something, you have to stop and think. Would a Ferengi say this? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, don't re, you know reevaluate, reconsider, <laughs> reevaluate. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. I also recently we rewatched an episode of Next Generation where the okay. Ferengi are introduced, and it's the most unhinged four minutes of television that has ever been recorded. <laughs> I don't and remember. everyone should go back and rewatch it. Yeah, <laughs> it is insane. What happens? Because I don't remember that episode. They're on a planet, and there's this, like, guardian guy. It's very Star Trek who's, like, going to destroy the Enterprise if they don't answer his riddles three kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah. the Ferengi are also there. Okay. And so Riker's there in his, like, normal hot dude. Riker doesn't know how to stand vibe. <laughs> um, he's talking to the guy, and the guy's like, here's this conundrum. And Riker's like, well, justice and good and decency and other fucking next generation shit. Yeah. And... The Ferengi are like they look at the guy and they're like, We've we've worked with them, they're all traitors and liars, <laughs> and they let women wear clothes <laughs> and they like go on this insane rant about the chief of security, which is most of the first season of Next Generation and is weirdly oh, problematic. Was that Tasha Yar? Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit about okay. Tasha Yar in the first season of Next Generation. Well, she dies after the first season, right? And the whole first season, every third episode, they're like, isn't Tasha Yar hot? And doesn't that create political problems? Which is like, why is this every episode of the first season? I'm so glad the show changed. But um This is why Babylon 5 is a, is the superior show to next generation. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Ferengi whole thing is just like this weird, insane, misogynistic rant oh. while they're all doing this like weird dance motion. I don't know how anybody published it. Like, you look at it and you're like, this is not good. It's not even, like, watchable. <laughs> it's awesome. I, it's, you know, Deep Space Nine is by far the best Star Trek. And I feel like that it's 
they kept that element of, of Ferengis where they're insane and horrible, but they do it better <laughs> where it's like yeah. an entire culture of the worst parts of America. <laughs> yeah. Where like in order to get to heaven, you have to bribe the pearly gates guy. <laughs> like that's the, awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> like anytime you go into a place like a house or an office, you have to bribe the, you have to, yeah, you have to bribe the person to get in. <laughs> and it's just, it's the best. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's, That's and cool. so I, you, Shark, you've seen uh, First Contact, right? Yes. Rachel, do you know what we're talking about? All right. No, you're, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Star Trek First Contact. This is why our, the advice we got on the podcast you need someone whose opinions are grounded in <laughs> reality and like, coherence. <laughs> To talk to because you two can't be left alone to discuss things. So, Star Trek First Contact is this, it's a movie offshoot of Next Generation. Okay. So the crew of the Enterprise somehow gets shot back into time to stop the Borg. And the Borg are this like species of cyborgs that just pull in other species into their collective. So the Enterprise goes back in time to stop them from doing that to Earth. and. Part of First Contact is at the end, like Picard, who has previously been abducted by the Borg and assimilated to the Collective, really hates the Borg and is willing to like destroy the Enterprise in order to stop them and go to huge lengths. And he basically turns into Captain Ahab. Okay. <laughs> and so he has this like rant, which is very unlike Picard, who is usually a very like measured and even keeled leader and part of it hinges on the line this far and no further saying like he will stop them here and damn everything else it is a great rant it is a great rant and then like the end is is also great because like his he's saying this to someone from earth of like 20 whatever and this this woman's response is okay so you're just you've lost it you are a (laughs) i'm gonna go back to the the surface and the picard's like oh shit what have i done (laughs) But anyway, so like Deep Space Nine, one of the characters, resolu- one of the Ferengi's resolutions is like things are going to progress on fair on, on their home planet to the point where women have rights <laughs> and like they start taxing in order to build up infrastructure on the planet. And so he has the same rant. He's like, it has gone too far, this far and no further. <laughs> And starts like watering down the liquor in his bar, <laughs> jacks up the prices, cuts <laughs> salaries of all the workers. It's, it's fantastic. And this is just what Gamergate. It's like yeah, this is yeah. Gamergate. It's these fucking people. Yeah, the Gamergate. The Gamergate people are Ferengi, and they yeah, have Ferengi. the the Ferengi have completely taken control of the Repo- Republican Party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. One thing, one thing I especially didn't like about this tier yep. of things is that it revealed to me because of the font they wrote it in that Jewish space lasers would be an incredible name for a deli. <laughs> Isn't that an awesome piece of graphic design? <laughs> it mixes Hebrew-ish text yeah. with like that that fake '90s computer console font and. It just would like yeah. a Jewish deli video game arcade. Yeah, is... <laughs> Jewish space lasers. I had an idea for a deli called Ben Chael Saloon and Delicatessen. 
<laughs> it would be <laughs> structured to look like a uh, an old west saloon. <laughs> it would be a deli. <laughs> and every time you ordered a drink, like a, a beer, the person behind the bar would have to say, oh, I'll have to uh, mazel tov it off for you. And they pull the thing and a little sound bite would play of you know i could see that doing really well in this city yeah i know and, like you would pay 15 bucks to get your picture taken as you were uh pushed off of the railing onto of course a a padded surface this is all copyrighted yep trademark. ben kyle saloon and delicatessen opening maybe in in redacted soon kind of <laughs> <laughs> just Ooh. my face plastered on the menu <laughs> with a little like cowboy just but just like uh with the opacity cranked really low behind all of the things like a yeah. water like, your, like your eli gold yes. goldstein in 1984 uh, and that same like black and white lighting yep <laughs> oh. So what stuck out with you on this one, Rachel? It's like... I mean, besides everything being bad. Well, nothing that, like, really stuck out to me. It's kind of interesting because it's like, I feel like a lot lot of the origins of these things kind of all boil up into the same thing, um, which is, you know, like, Jews are bad, they're going to take over the world, etc. But... As people who have had historically the most power <laughs> yes, in exactly. any society that we've yes. been part of. Continue to, yeah. yes. Um, but it's funny because... <laughs> never, never once kicked out of the country. <laughs> no. Um, I had a friend who was like, she was a friend from college and she moved out here to the West Coast with us. Um, and one day she just like, we were hanging out and she's like, um, did you hear that thing about Hillary Clinton? And I was like, like what thing? Oh no. And she's like, she's like <laughs> trafficking children now. And I was just like, excuse me. <laughs> and I, I was like, can you just like expand on that? And she's like, no, there's like, there's like a whole thing about like her trafficking kids. And there's like a pizza place involved. And I was like, Oh God, like, oh, God. where are you getting your information? Oh. Taylor, like, come on. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm like, you know, that's not real. Right. And she's like, what? And I was like, you don't even know that that's maybe not real. This is not okay. (laughs) So I just had a little sad moment there. I I trust you've, you've such since then tried realigned. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're not really like up to date with what's happening in the media and politics and, you know, um so it's like we try and get her on the right track and then when we hang out again she'll say something that's like where are you getting your information friend we need to this is, redirect I, I, I don't know how do, how do you combat this stuff like i run into this on a much lower scale but like i've got a bunch of like well one of them is a former friend because i yelled at them a lot but someone who really really hated hates joanne hardesty oh okay and thinks like she's going to destroy the city if she gets her way because they're very concerned about the homeless, but not in the right way. They're concerned about the homeless because it it makes their neighborhood look right. bad. Yeah, uh, they want more cops everywhere because cops help things. And if you've been in redacted, 
<laughs> for the last year. Uh, you've seen the mainstream like TV and papers in the city go on this like media blitz to try and paint Hardesty as someone who kills people while drunk driving, yeah. defaults on all debts, yells at Lyft drivers for no reason, just this insane thing. And it's partly because like they had two enemies on the city council. One was Chloe Udaly, who was sticking up for tenant rights and was joining Hardesty in trying trying to hold police somewhat accountable. Udaly got defeated, partly because of identity stuff with like her opponent being a black man and people wanted to feel good about themselves by voting for a black, black man. Didn't matter that he was backed by cops and landlords and the Portland Business Association. So she's gone. So now everyone is focused in on Joanne Hardesty, who is the only vocal critic of police, landlords, and yada, yada, yada. But not even like a big critic, just kind of like mild. No, just like she's doing at least something. Like she's at least saying something, yeah. like which is more than you can say for anybody else. Yeah, but now she is the, the focus of a lot of the people with money in the city. And so she will lose to a guy who appears to be the embodiment of the Portland Business Association. And is apparently, uh, I think he was a disability lawyer who denied over 60% of the cases that went to him for just like right off the bat. And uh, yeah, we're good and good in good position. Uh, come to Redacted. If you saw the show, we're just like that, but not really. I mean, like to your point, it's like, <laughs> how do you steer people away from this? Like, I mean, well, at first it starts with disinformation and then conspiracies, but like, it's like, yeah. if they're not if they're not choosing to pay attention to what's going on and the information that they are getting is this baloney and they choose to believe it as fact, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you know, Shark, you have answers. You, you went to a liberal arts education school. So that means you are the most well-rounded of us. And thus you have, you are philosophers. That's what, (laughs) <laughs> that's what people say about me very round um <laughs> no i really more than that it's being a teacher and like none of my kids <laughs> none of my students several had like <laughs> any, my several children yeah none of none of my students had yeah. any education in the humanities they're all really well stem educated and it's like we've simultaneously killed any humanities education budget in this country while we're being physically murdered by people's lack of ma- media literacy and it's like holy shit people in a sinking boat coming out against buckets like just fun reading for once i have a friend who is a she's a a chemical engineer she brews her own beer makes her own wine like she's a professor at a a college in michigan she's like incredibly smart but yet i will hear her fall into the traps of like because she does she has absolutely no concept of what's going on in politics like doesn't really care also um but like i'll hear her say things and i'm just like you gotta bring it back like come back to reality a little bit and i'll refocus you and then like keep going down that path you know it's like i I feel like that uh doesn't care about politics is a big mm -hmm. thing and i think it kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier Liv. like when you see everything as deranged as it is in this country with people in the cia making calls about regime change 
in the entirety of Central and South America, but also funding programs to try and kill goats with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you convince people that it is worth paying attention to? That's a great point. <laughs> and I like for me, it's just because well, the, it's there, and but that's not a good reason for people, and this is why i know i'm not really good at talking to a lot of people like normal people <laughs> i mean i think it's like the dr oz problem yeah. of like he's an actual heart surgeon and the u.s yeah. government is like an actual government yeah and they do know some things but dr oz also sells you rhinoceros horn on a daytime tv show yeah so i'm not gonna get him to do my heart surgery they've just like undermined their credibility to the point where it's like ridiculous to believe anything the government has to say so like why even listen yeah but like by the point to that token like it's like you have to have unless you can convince enough people to radically change everything the drop of a dime which is what we need you can't do that so how do you get people to give a shit about what's going on around them it's like what we saw in you know 2020 across the fucking yeah. nation is you had the the videos of George Floyd being murdered on on camera broadcasted everywhere you had a shitload of people turn out for 3 weeks and then they stopped and then the people who continued showing up were villainized which threw the people who who kept showing up into a lot of different directions whether that was complete nihilism or utter paranoia to the point where they just cut ties with people who 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 weren't in their immediate like five person vicinity or just whatever else and it it's like how do you continue getting the massive crowds that showed up for 3 weeks to continue to be engaged without graphic murder happening on video <laughs> i think it's i say this looking out my window in this wonderful smoke fire light the nice yeah the nice orange glow oh, really bad really bad wildfires yeah that's why i'm so <laughs> warmly lit you don't just moisturize all the time you don't have a good skincare routine <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not oh my skincare routine is stare at a blue light until i'm sad for six to eight hours a day <laughs> oh yeah but um i think just like gonna happen it's just like the world is gonna incrementally get worse and worse forever but how do you get people to do something when lots of people like i have no i went into complete nihilism that was my response yeah that's my pitch the libs aren't gonna do anything until the world is like actively destroyed <laughs> this is this is my time to plug the greatest essay on the internet okay. which is margaret killjoy's how to live like the world is ending it is an amazing piece of writing where she gives you, she says living today is having four contradictory truths in your head at all times. One, the world is doomed, party yeah. like it's all over. Like smoke them if you got them, all your chips in all the time, you're gonna die in the next 15 to 20 years from drastic climate change. Two, the world is worth fighting for and you have to fight with all you have in the in kind of a hope beyond hope that something will change three it's possible to win fight like you're going to win and plan like you're going to win because like things 
hopefully have to get better. And four, everything's going to be okay. Just like, don't think about it all the time. Just live like things are going to get better. And you have to hold all four contradictory truths in your head simultaneously to like function effectively. It's a fucking, it's the best thing on the internet and it's really good. What's the name of it again? Yeah. How to live like the world is ending. That sounds like it'll be good for my mental health. Yeah. And it's, no, whenever (laughs) I'm feeling like incredibly bleak, I go to this essay. It's by Margaret Kiljoy. It's amazing. Yeah. Her four rules from the essay are act like we're about to die act like we might not die right away, Um, act like we might have a chance to stop this, and act like everything will be okay. I feel like those are, like, good things to, like, put on my fridge, you know? It's like when I'm in the morning, like, making (laughs) breakfast, I'm like, I don't want to go to work. Everything's horrible. Like, places are on fire, places are flooding, like, the the big ones come in, the earthquake is going to kill us all. Like, that'd be a nice reminder to have on my fridge, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot to be said about that. Like with, I don't know, I, I quit the job that Rachel's working in right now and moved into a place that's a lot better and has some glimmer of making some people's lives like actually better and not like a tech sector bullshit way, but like measurably in that only small way where it's like taking this test will be easier, which is a small improvement, but is an improvement, uh, which is more than I can say about working in smart home as a spreadsheet sommelier. <laughs> I like that. Spread, spreadsheet sommelier. We'll oh, use that later. You got to thank Shark for that one. That's... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to come up with that. I love alliteration. <laughs> well, do we want to say anything else about this uh, this lovely pyramid? It's what you got. That's what I got. This episode, this episode, much like life, slowly got sadder as time went on. <laughs> Welcome to Judaism, my friend. (laughs) Eventually, you'll hit the turn of the year and you hit Rosh Hashanah. It's like, things are going to start anew. We have hope. And then you have Yom Kippur. It's like, no, this is what I have to do better. I have to think about these things. I have to act better. I know what I have to attain. And then you hit um, Simchat Torah. It's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got a plan. I'm going to get fucking wasted. And have a lot of fun because there's ethics involved. <laughs> Smash cut to you at the next Yom Kippur being like, oh, I really fucked up last year. <laughs> yeah, just a big old cycle. That's <laughs> when I was living in England, uh, there there's like every service basically runs the same way where you have like, excuse me, opening prayers. Then you hit this portion where you recite the, the community as a whole recites what they did wrong, communal sins. And then like you go into individual things that you're thinking about. Communal sins vary, as I found out. In England, communal sins were like, I was rude in the queue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was mean to the person on the support line. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, may we all think about life in such ways where it's like little things that you can do to make things better. Like Kill that. a goat, send into the desert. Kill a goat, send into the desert. Paint <laughs> it make red. God happy. Yeah. <laughs> make God happy by painting a goat red and throwing it into the desert, into the wildfires that are currently blanketing the Southwest. <laughs> you heard it here first. A solution for the future. <laughs> <laughs>